Knock, knock. Tanks. You're welcome. You can thank my kids for that. I was joking around with them that I was going to come and open with a, uh, with a very dad joke, knock, knock joke today, and they were all cringing in the car going, please don't. I'm like, oh, y'all just made this a thing. Because that's how I do. How's everyone doing today? Uh, if you're a guest here today, welcome to the Life Center. It's awesome to have you. If you're not a guest today, welcome to the Life Center. It's awesome to have you. It's good to see everybody here this morning. I hope everybody has had a wonderful weekend. Um, I got to spend yesterday with my family and the Robertsons and the Kupfers up in York, Pennsylvania at Lantern Fest. I'm sure if uh, any of you guys follow my wife or any of the, the ladies involved on Facebook, you saw some pictures. And uh, it was pretty cool. And I don't think anybody actually caught on fire, but there was a lot of close calls, so that was extra entertainment. So I like a little extra value for my money. But no, it was beautiful. It was a good time, and I'm, I'm very grateful that I got to do that. So today we're going to talk about something that is one of the hardest things for people to get and yet shouldn't be, and that is gratitude. Anybody here ever been accused of being ungrateful? Come on, if you've got a dad, you've been accused of being ungrateful. Yeah? It's, it's what you hear a lot when, you, when you've disappointed somebody. Um, has anybody here ever experienced somebody just out of the blue you didn't expect it just come up and, and say thank you for something that you really, whatever, it's just kind of part of how I'm, anybody ever experienced that? There are two very contrasting emotional feelings that go along with that, aren't they? We're going to unpack that a little bit today. Our focus scripture this morning is Philippians chapter 1 verse 3. We'll throw it on up there. I thank my God every time I remember you. I like this verse. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. But it's very powerful. To think that every time you think of somebody, you stop and give thanks to God for that person. There's a guy named Robert Emmons. He's a scientist at Biola University and at Rosemead School of Psychology. He has spent almost two decades studying the psychology and effects of gratitude. He's a guy with a lot of education and a lot of psychologists study a lot of things. I did not expect to see that there is somebody who's renowned, who speaks all over the country, who's written best-selling books about the topic of gratitude. It seems like such a simple concept. Thank you. Right? Something it's so easy to say, but boy, it's so hard, too. But it's really profound what gratitude is. And, and I want to get beyond just this attitude of gratitude thing. We're going to dig a little deeper into it today. Um, within his, there are many psychologists and many thinkers. They've dedicated years of their lives to understanding gratitude. It seems so simple. What would take years to study this? I found gratitude referred to in studying for this week as the secret to life. The key that opens all doors. The queen of all virtues, and this one's great, the most passionate, transformative force in the cosmos. That's high praise for thank you. So um, since a bunch of scientists looked into this, I figured we'd involve a little bit of the scientific method too, and we're going to conduct an experiment today. Now, like some of you know, but many of you may not, I have a long background in children's ministry. And one of the great things in children's ministry, well, a couple things. One is storytelling. Another thing is object lessons and participation. So I'm going to be looking for some participants today 
So I'm going to try and pick somebody, some folks who I know can be a little bit bold and a little willing to step outside of their comfort zone and try something new. So Ross Rogers, if you would come and join me up here, please. And uh, grab Brianna on your way. I'm not going to make you do the Fortnite dances. You will do it? You want to show us one? Okay, pick your favorite one. Let's see it. I think you're doing it wrong. She's got a double move in there. All right, that's good. You're stealing the... I'm the one with the microphone up here, young lady. So I'm going to give you a piece of... A pad of paper and a pen. And here's what I want both of you to do. Go ahead, that's yours. It's for you. So you don't have to do it right now. I'm going to let you go back to your seat, but I want to give you some instructions. I want you guys to think, listen very carefully, I want you to think of somebody in your life who has been influential to you, somebody who's impacted you in a positive way along the road. Um, and we're looking at two people with different levels of experience. We have this gentleman who's older than her. A little bit. Got a couple years on you. And, uh, and you who's relatively, still relatively, I hate to say it, knew that this, that this whole life thing. Um, but what I want you guys to do is really think of somebody who's been important to you, who's influenced your life in a positive way, who's done something great for you. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to sit down and you're just going to write down on that paper why they're so important to you, what they've done, what makes them so important to your life, and what makes them so special to you. Okay? Now, you guys, you're excused for the next little while to not pay real close attention because I want you guys to really put some thought into what you're writing down about this person, whoever you choose for it to be. It can be uh, mom, dad, brother, sister, a friend, uh, a coach, an old teacher, something like that. Just whoever you choose. It's, 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 it's your, your person. All right? Go ahead, y'all. And we'll get back to that in a little bit. Now, these scientists that study gratitude, they found out some really amazing things through their experiments, which are actually emulating one of these experiments here. So I didn't come up with this on my own. Um, but they found that people who not only live the attitude of gratitude, but put it into practice in small ways in their life, who are gracious people, who are people who live a life of gratitude, they find that they have overall, not only overall better, better well-being and emotional health and lower levels of stress in their life, but they have lower levels of cortisol overall in their system. Now, cortisol is a stress hormone, and it, it's part of what operates the human body, but too much cortisol is a very destructive force. It can lead to things like weight gain. It can lead to things like high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, um, high levels of... You guys know those people that are in constant stress, and they're just generally unhealthy, unhappy people. So lowering those in some way in your life is a good thing. They found that people that... Um, have that attitude of, grati uh, of gratitude and put gra gratitude into practice in their life. I am stuttering like crazy right now. Anyhow, um, those folks are just overall, their physical health, their mental health is just better. Lower instances of, of um, heart issues, uh, lower instances of, of cancer. And you've got to understand, this is a couple decades of studies, so they've put time into it. Let's talk about this secret to life, this graciousness. There was a guy who became famous in the late 90s and the early 2000s named Ben Stein. Does anybody know who he is? All right, a couple of us do. He had a TV show called Win Ben Stein's Money. And, but 
Most people, especially if you came up in the 80s and 90s, remember him from this. Go ahead. Oh, we need volume. Adam Lee. Here. Adamowski. Adamson. Here. Adler. Here. Anderson. Anderson. Here. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Thank you, Simone. No problem whatsoever. Fry. So Mr. Stein, famous for that scene, he had some other acting roles, he had a TV show. But one of the things that he's actually most known for is being a pretty smart guy when it comes to finance and investment. Um, he, uh, he's given advice to lots of people. He's written books on finance and investment. And one time there was somebody who came up to him at some point in time in his life and asked him a question. He said, Mr. Stein, can you tell us in a few words, what is the secret to getting rich? And Mr. Stein replied, and I can't imitate his voice, but he replied to him, I can't tell you in just a moment the secrets to gaining financial wealth, but I can tell you really quickly the, the, the one easy, simple way to feel wealthy. And I want to make sure I read this. He said, be grateful. It's the only reliable get-rich scheme, and it's tax-free. See, I don't know. I, it's still kind of a thing, but I, I remember when I was in the 90s, early 2000s, man, there were get-rich-quick schemes everywhere. People wanted to make that money. They wanted to make it today, and they wanted to make it easy without work. And uh, it's just not... It's just not the nature of things. Don't trust something that says it's going to have a payoff tomorrow. Uh, but one thing Mr. Stein understood, even though he was very smart when it came to money, is, is having all that wealth isn't necessary. It's not going to buy you happiness. You guys know that saying, money can't buy happiness, but it can rent a jet ski, and that's pretty close. But he understood something. Being grateful and having gratitude, it does something amazing. And it's, it will make you feel rich. Let's take a look at Matthew 6 and 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That means you pay attention to what you hold dear and what's important to you. So what is your treasure? Is it your little treasure? Is it your bank account number? Is it your possessions? Or is it the people around you? Is it the people that you sit across from at the table or next to on the couch during dinner? Is it the people that you wake up and see with their messy hair and morning breath every day? What's your treasure? I, everybody's different. And it's okay to like the things that you have. You worked hard for them. And, and you've earned them fairly, I hope. But there's a difference between the treasure that's going to make a difference, a real impact in your life, and the treasure that's just something fun to hold in your hand. I'm going to take a look on, on something that expands on this. Let's take a look at 12, 32 through 34. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Let's continue on with that. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. I like what this verse has to say. It's a bit of a mouthful. But we worry so much about losing what we have. 
I've often sat, at, you know, after a bad day at work, man, what if I lost my job? Say I made a mistake someday. My goodness, how, how, how would I keep a, a roof over my family's head? How could I afford to do, to keep them in a lifestyle that, that keeps them happy and satisfied? And Jesus said, don't be afraid, little flock. It's us, where's little flock? The Father's been pleased to give you the kingdom. He's given us everything we could ever need. An entire kingdom. And what he, when it says, what I read from this, when he says, sell your possessions and give to the poor, is don't worry about your stuff. Give it away. You don't need it. It's immaterial. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. I got a wallet, and it's, it's getting worn out. We got a, a tear here, and it's got a hole here. It's wearing out. I promise you it's not from having money in it. I wish it was. But... Um, so what's he talking about, a purse that doesn't wear out? That same kind of richness that Ben Stein knew about. Uh, having a wealth in your heart, a feeling rich, and feeling like you've got a lot of treasures. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. You see, that storehouse of love isn't going isn't to run out. It's not going to fall away from you. You're going to keep, keep hold of, of what you attain there. No thief can come, no moth can destroy, nothing can destroy the joy that's in your heart that comes from your relationship with the God and the relationships you build with the people around you every day. Someone can come and take your job. Someone can come into your house while you're away and take everything you own. And that can be distressing, but they can't take away your relationship with a heavenly father. They can't take away what you've built in that home that goes beyond the furniture and the toys and goes beyond uh, just what you put in the bank account, right? There's a myth about gratitude. It says if you're happy, you should be grateful, right? That's a myth. You're not grateful only when you're happy. If you're grateful when you're... I mean, we are grateful when we're happy. Of course, everybody loves to be happy, and we'd like to... Be happy for the reasons we're happy, but practicing gratitude introduces joy into our lives. It means we go, need to go beyond having an attitude of gratitude because that's a one-way street. That's just for me. If I walk around every day and just think, man, I got some good stuff. I like my life. I'm a happy person. That's great, but that's for me. It changes, my relationship with God does change my life. My, the love that I have between my wife and I is amazing for me. But unless I return it, it's a one-way street. We need to actually engage in, in gratitude. How many here has a Thanksgiving tradition that involve being thankful? Anybody here ever sat around the table on Thanksgiving and on that day you go person to person? To, why don't you say something that you're grateful for? Maybe it's before you pray for the meal. Maybe it's after you pray for the meal. But at some point we do that, right? Anybody? We have church services around Thanksgiving where we come here and we share together as a community the things that God has done for us and that we're grateful for because it builds all of us up. But why do we do that at Thanksgiving and we ignore it the rest of the year? I know Thanksgiving is a great reminder to remind us to remember those things that we're grateful for and to hopefully express them, but why don't we do that every day? Why not every night when your family sets down to eat dinner you say the prayer, and before you pick up the fork and go to, you just say, hey, Tyler, what's something, what's something you're thankful for today? Or, or, you know, what's something that happened to you today that you're grateful for? And be specific about it. 
We need to bring that practice into all the seasons of our lives. Dinner discussions often revolve around what a tough day it was, who said what to who at work, and, and anybody have that where you get home and that you just vent it all out at the dinner table or, or the dinner couch, like because we like to watch a program while we eat dinner sometimes, we do that. But you vent it out. You will not believe what Joe Bob said at work today to Carol Ann. My goodness. Or my boss was, was up my nose all day long, and I couldn't get a breath sideways. And that guy, ugh, I've had those conversations this week. It was a rough week of work for me. But what if we started out discussing the awesome in our lives? Yeah, I had a bad day at work. But why not sit down today and instead of talking about the rough week that I had, be like, man, that was really cool to head up there to York with some friends and, and see all those lanterns in the sky. It was something I've never seen before. It was unexpected because I'm thinking, okay, we're going to light paper bags on fire and throw them around. Woo! But I was surprised. It was absolutely beautiful, and it was a wonderful time with friends. And could I have done that without my job, including the boss who was a stinker all week? No. When you flip the script in your life, it does some pretty cool things. One of the amazing things about the practice of gratitude is it, cha it can change two lives at the same time. Those of you that identified earlier, when you've had someone come up and just say thank you for something unexpected, how does that make you feel? The great thing is it makes the person saying it feel the same way. You can be having that rough day, that bad day, where you feel like you're not appreciated on the job, or you got in a fight with somebody and you feel like they just don't appreciate you for who you are. And somebody shows up and says, man, you know, the other day you said this thing to me, and it really turned my, I just want to say thank you, man. You had no idea what I was going through, but man, I feel so much better. They feel great because they've had an opportunity to appreciate you, and you feel great because I'm worth something after all. I'm a pretty awesome dude. I did a good thing. And that, that's good. Another great thing about gratitude is it makes us aware of what we have. And it takes our attention away from the things that we want and we don't have. That's a tough thing. I really want, there's, um, it's an Ernie Ball Stingray 30th anniversary five-string bass guitar. It is my dream bass guitar. I have wanted this bass guitar since the 30th anniversary of the Stingray bass, a couple years ago now. I have dreamed about this bass guitar. I do not have that bass guitar. And I could sit and I could pine after it and think about it. I was like, man, I got a, I got, you know, a wife and I got kids and I got school stuff and clothes and groceries. Ooh, my bass guitar. Come on, we've all been there. But Man, I have a beautiful wife, I have wonderful kids, and I love taking care of them, I love doing what I can for them, so that's secondary. My attention isn't on that. It is sometimes, it's really on it sometimes. But when I'm being grateful for what I have, man, I don't think about the things that I don't. When I sit back and think, man, God, you've been so good to me, I lose sight of the disappointments. It's a beautiful thing about gratitude. Tony Robbins, anybody who know who Tony Robbins is? He's a guy who's much better at standing in front of people and saying things than I am. Um, he says, gratitude and anger cannot inhabit the same body at the same time. And I love this. It's like being depressed and eating ice cream. You can be depressed before ice cream. 
You can be depressed right after ice cream, but during ice cream, it is all good. And if you're feeling depressed, get some ice cream and challenge that theory. I'm telling you, I'm right. But gratefulness is the same way. You can't be thankful and angry at the same time. You can't say, man, I love my job, and really kind of hate on your boss at the same time. Like before, you're feeling good about your job, you can. After, you can. But not during. And that's what I'm talking about. It lowers that, that stress in our lives. Gratitude is optimistic in its very nature. It literally seeks out, identifies, and makes real and tangible the best in any and every situation. You find yourself in a tough spot. You find yourself in a moment where you're depressed, uh, where you're frustrated, where somebody has let you down, and you find a way to find something that you're thankful for in that situation, it's going to completely flip the script on it. That frustration melts away. It's still there, but it becomes just a thing that's happening and that's going on. It's a sidebar in your life. It's something that you can now take, set aside, and tackle with and move forward because I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person when I get something spinning in, in that vortex circle in my mind and in my emotions, I can't think about it straight. I think I am because, man, I'm going at it at every angle. I'm going to attack it this way, and I should have said this, and next time I'm going to say that. But you got to break out of that or you can't be productive. And the way to do that is, is with gratitude and with thankfulness. Think about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't, I'm not super active on those things. I look at it a lot. I don't post a lot of things. But I know something that I always find disappointing. And I find people that I love uh, get involved in this. And, and um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just want to say something. And I have it time to time to people in a one-on-one in -on -one way. But those people where you see people that just, they, their posts are negative. Yep. Hashtag fake friends. You know, and, and little sayings that it's just, it's, it's there to talk about how horrible everything is and how people let you down and, and, and the negativity. And I've literally blocked people that I love off of Facebook. I'm like, we'll talk in person, but eh, eh, it's worse than duck face. What if, and, and we can all find ourselves, no one's immune from it. I'm not better than anybody. There's a reason I don't post on Facebook a lot and, and, and all that. I could just as easily fall into it after a bad day, just like, yeah, I'm going to stay on Facebook. Fake friends. Everybody knows who you're talking about, and let's not play like it's a mystery. Anybody who knows you, like, oh, they're talking about Joe, Bob, and Sharon, because they were just fussing at me about something they did. How does that help you? How does that help them? That's that spinning vortex of death in your mind. What if at the beginning of your Facebook, when you get up, the first thing you do every day, and I would love for everybody to try this. It's not your challenge for the week, but I'm going to throw side, side quests at any video gamers. I'm throwing side quests at you guys this week. If you are somebody who's really into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media, all that stuff, I want you, the first thing you do in the, mor in the morning is post something that you are thankful for, something that somebody did for you, something that you have, something in your life that is awesome. Post something about the awesome in your life because when you pull up your feed later in the day and it shows up that you posted that, I dare you to try and post something negative. It ain't going to be so easy because, one, you're going to have a reminder, and, two, everybody's going to think you have a mental problem because you're up one minute and down the next. So try it out. It's hard, it's hard to follow it up later with a gripe. 
Are you frustrated because someone let you down? Post how much you appreciate faithful friends who make you a better you. Mad about something at work? Post a memory that you couldn't have enjoyed without your job allowing you to do it. So we may be asking ourselves, okay, so what are, what are some ways that I can engage in active gratitude and thankfulness? Well, it, it's easy. One, think of who gave you the thing or made you feel good and why it was important to you. Two, just tell them. Just tell them. Seek them out and say, you know what? You're awesome because, and you're important to me, and I love you, and you're fantastic, and I need more like you in my life. There's a great example of this in the Bible. It's, it's a portion of scripture that we all know, but it's a, a beautiful expression of gratitude from one of God's children to him. We're going to look at it. It's the 23rd Psalm. It starts out, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's beautifully written by... Uh, uh, King David with the heart of a poet and a musician. But it's just a simple expression of what God means to him and what his heavenly father has done for his life. And it doesn't just focus on the positive. It focuses on, it, he talks about the dark times and the fact that God's love carried him through that. And, and when he was without something, how God laid out a banquet before him and he always had a place at the table of his heavenly father. It's a beautiful thing. And gratitude, expressing gratitude, doesn't have to be something difficult or super flowery. In fact, at one point in our lives, we were all really good at it. Really good at it. I'm going to show you another example. We've got a little video here I want to show you of what gratitude used to look like for all of us and still does for some of us. Let's take a look here. I have something for you. What is it? Something very special. Pull on this right here. Pull this. Pull this one. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. What are you going to do with it? I am going to play with it. Oh. that once you see to her it, it wasn't about what it was it's a paperclip right she wasn't even using it right 
Uh, but to this little girl, it meant something much more. It meant it, she didn't care what it was. To her, it's my mommy who loves me, thought about me today, and she put this thing in a box and gave me a present. She expressed her love and appreciation for me today. And you heard what she said. She says, it's my favorite. She's probably got a room full of toys. But at that moment, at that piece of her life, that was the most precious thing that she could have was her little paper clip in a box. And did you see when she thought she lost it? There was alarm there. But then she found it, and she was thankful for it. It wasn't about what it was. It was about how it made her feel. We live, most of us, I think all of us, I'm not sure, but we live with people. We're parents. We're a brother. We're a sister. We are a child with parents, maybe with siblings. We're a husband. We're a wife. And it's unfortunate how easy it is to take the people that we live our life with every day for granted. When we see somebody every day, we see their messed up hair and we get a whiff of that halitosis in the morning. You know, we see them at their worst. You know, we see them with that piece of whatever in their tooth at dinner time. Um, we see their flaws. Uh, we experience their bad days. They become wallpaper in our lives. Just kind of there. The beauty of the design fades from view, and we start to only see the stained spot or the frayed-up edge. Sadly, this leads to many of us deciding maybe it's time to tear down the old wallpaper and get something new. But we have within us the ability to restore the original beauty of that wallpaper to our own eyes. You see, gratitude is the formula 409 that can remove the spots and stains that I want to point out oftentimes we're the ones that put there. And we can make it shine like new. You see, the wallpaper doesn't clean itself. It's wallpaper. We have to do it. Now, it's a silly analogy comparing the people we love to wallpaper but sometimes they just become invisible to us, and the only things we're see, we see are, will you stop being so loud and sit down? I'm trying to think. Sometimes the only thing we see is, how come there's still a sink full of dishes in there? I'm tired of looking at it. Right? Sometimes it's, you know, your attitude is terrible today. I, I don't even want to look at you right now. Why don't you go up to your room? And we engage in each other in these ways. And I'm not saying that, that sometimes we don't have to. I mean, it's real life. Sometimes these conversations need to be had. But sometimes we forget the joy and the beauty that people bring to our lives. Look at the divorce rates in America. Do you think if, do you think if, if a husband and a wife are expressing what they're thankful to for each other, that they're just, the things are going to break down? It's when they forget why they're together to begin with. It's when we forget what amazing little human beings our children are. That's when they become wallpaper and they become stained, and then we get in this cycle of whatever. So 
And unfortunately, when we're having a bad day, the people that we take it out on tend to be the people that we love the most. Because they're there, because, well, they understand us. They know Dad's just having a bad day. For me, one of the worst personal things that I have engaged in in my life is when I realize that because I'm frustrated and I'm having a bad day, I just destroyed somebody who loves me because I got mad and said something ignorant and stupid. It doesn't matter if there was a grain of truth to it. I hurt somebody, somebody that I love, and I know we've all been there. So how do we break out of that cycle? Think about the things they bring to your life and just tell them. Just tell them. Some of that other stuff, it's a conversation that can wait for later when you're not in that vortex of frustration and anger. Have some gratitude. Apply that Formula 409. So uh, we're going to look at one more verse. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. Actually, we're going to look at two more verses. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. This needs to be what you have in store for your family, for those that are closest to you, for the people that make a difference in your life. Don't stop praying for them. That is an expression of gratitude that can't be measured because that's an expression of not only do I want the best for you, I want God to have the best for you. In fact, I'm going to go to God who I know does amazing things for us, and I'm going to ask him as a favor to me to bless you. And the last verse that we're going to look at today is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. Everybody say all circumstances. Not just give thanks when you get the new thing or someone tells you you're great. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If none of this matters, this is what God wants for us. Because God understands that when we have a heart of gratitude, when we express thankfulness to the people around us, to God and, and to those that make a difference in our lives, it's going to change us fundamentally. It's going to change them fundamentally. And it's going to do incredible things in your life. So let's finish up our experiment. My volunteers, can you guys come back up here? We'll start with you. So who's your person? in your family? Who is it? You can tell us. I just killed everybody in your family. Everybody in your family? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, are they all here? Yeah. All right. Can uh, her family come up here, please, and just stand here? I'm putting you on the spot, aren't I? So I want you to take this microphone, and I want you to read them what you wrote. Family teaches me life lessons, and they support me on everything I do. And by family, I just don't—I mean, don't mean just blood-related. I mean friends, because I call them my family, because they're the best people I know. I could live without them, but I would not be happy. I'm so glad to have a family that teaches me things in life. All right. So, having heard what she said, you have anything you want to say back? I like that she said that uh, extended family because she, she does have friends that are our friends that also she looks up to and that help her help to point her in the right direction. And um, it was really nice that you chose your whole family. I just kind of sat back and let her write. And see what she All wrote. right, so 
that's good that you approve of what she wrote, mm -hmm. but what do you think about it? I think it's awesome. I think it's really awesome. I think it tied right into what you were saying. I was sitting there like, wow. what I was hoping for. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it was like amazing. Like, that's what we have. That's family, and that's what we do. We awesome. support each other, you know? So, awesome. Really cool. I'm going to cry. Go ahead. I'm going to cry, too. <laughs> I think that what she said gives me gratitude because it helps me understand that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, at least for her sake. And I think that she's growing up to be a wonderful young lady. And I'm very thankful for that. So you see how this is like a, like a ping pong match? You ain't getting grounded today, I'll tell you that right now. But you express what you're thankful for, and it comes back. And then it goes back. And then it comes back. And this is a beautiful thing because when we have this going on, there's no wallpaper in this house, right? We appreciate each other and we love on each other, not just to know that we love each other, but we actively love on each other. And it makes us a better family. It makes us better people. That's awesome. Thanks, you guys. You guys can all sit down. All right, Ross, who's your, who's your person? I cheated as well, man. I have a few. I couldn't just pick this one. All right. Is there someone that you can pull out of there that that, that would all speak to individually? Yeah. Are they here? Yeah. You and uh, Pastor Philip. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. Go ahead and, and read what you wrote. So, so listen, here's the deal. So in general, when I had to pick just one role model, I couldn't do it because I started writing it down, and it basically characterized all these men that are part of the church. So that's when I just came up with the four, right? And uh, in general, I didn't know if Pastor uh, Philip had any kids or anything, but in general, I wrote, I admire your guys' role with the church and in spiritual nature. And uh, this is all scribble right here because that's what happens when I have to write. Um, role models and fathers and... Uh, Helped me a lot in my struggles and being able to become a better husband and understanding my role here at the Life Center and my purpose in life in general. And uh, they pretty much all fit the bill. And Pastor Philip, just being peaceful and his serenity and his struggles and like being where he is today, like in his career, I've been able to look up to you in that in that aspect. Pastor Jason, your humor, you're funny. I can relate. Um, it's just, I get bits and pieces out of all of you here at the church, and it's equally admired. Um, and I'm, I'm, I greatly look up to all four of you. And as far as Andrew, it's been a lot of help to me, right? And uh, as far as, like, when I'm, well, I don't quite understand what's going on most of the time. He's been able to decipher through that and, and share his, his experience. And Pastor Scott just for being able to just decipher through my me being Homer Simpson or the person I'm intended to be, which is uh, a leader. And if I'm a buffoon, I can't quite be that person. So uh, I'll use just equally. That's all. And thank you. Awesome. You get to respond if you like. He didn't know he was going to be on the spot. I didn't know either. So. I don't know where to start, but um, 
I'm just so thankful to Ross for just his cheerful demeanor. I think anytime you meet him, there is just that happiness around him. He seems so cheerful. He seems to always have a joke. He seems to have something pleasant to say. And I just feel so good being around him. And I always look forward to meeting him. And if there is anything that I need, he's someone I feel so comfortable, you know, just approaching him. And I know that um, he's shared his testimonies here and some of the things he's dealt with in the past. But despite all of that, just to be able to overcome that and project such a positive vibe and just such joy is so inspiring. And um, I just love him. Just enjoy being around him. And so thankful to have such a wonderful person in my life. Great. And my response. So I didn't, I didn't know I was going to be a part of this experiment to this degree. Um, I'm going to say thank you for, uh, well, for being you, man. I, I enjoy your sense of humor. Again, I can relate. I think that's maybe why we get on so well. Um, but an another thing I want you to know, and I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I may have, but um, you make me feel bad sometimes. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because there are only a few people that I've known in, in this lifetime, and comes to mind is my wife's grandparents who, who recently passed away, who um, hugely influence, influential on me becoming the man that I am and ministering to people in the personal way that I do. You're that type of person. The way that you love people, the way that, that you give of yourself not to the point where you think about it. It's just who you are. It's your second nature. The, the ease with which you love people, whether you know them or not, and the compassion you have, I don't have that to the degree that you do, but I wish that I did. And I'm impressed by you all the time. It's why I want to be around you. It's, 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 it's something that I hope to take off of you and imprint on myself in a little, a little bit. And I think you're an amazing person and you're a good friend and I love you. So our challenge for this week, we're going to bring that Thanksgiving tradition home. At dinner time, I want you, every family member, I want you to take a moment to tell each other, to each other's face, what we're thankful for about each other. All right, so that's our challenge this week. And I'm going to give you a side quest this week. Call somebody you haven't talked to in a while that made a difference in your life. If you can find a number for that high school coach that kicked your butt into gear and kept you going because he cared enough to take an interest, find the number and call him. If it's grandma and grandpa you haven't talked to in a couple months, but you know that they prayed for you when you were younger and going through it, give them a call and let them know. But appreciate the people that are around you, but take a minute to reach back Find those people that made a difference in your life. Do the work, give them a call, and let them know what they mean to you.